Rutgers County Regional Transportation Commission on zero emission passenger rail and trail projects. And we will welcome uh, Sarah Christensen. Good morning. We have a PowerPoint. Um, and the clicker is up there on the stand for you. Let's give me a second. Thank you. Uh, my name is Sarah Christensen. I work for the Regional Transportation Commission. And uh, today we're here to solicit input from our partners, Metro, um, and the general public uh, on the uh, purpose and need statement for the zero emission passenger rail and trail project. The next slide, please. My first time, just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously there's a, a long background to the branch line. The RTC uh, purchased the line back in 2012, and since that time uh, has you know been very. Uh, in-depth uh, planning studies to evaluate the use of the corridor. And um, now we are uh, doing some refinements and uh, developing a project concept for zero emission passenger rail. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, the remaining coastal rail trail segments that are uh, not yet under development, we decided to include that in the project. So. <laughs> Uh, that will complete the full network. Um, here's a map uh, that shows the transit corridors that are going to be next in North Monterey County at Pajaro and uh, goes all the way through Santa Cruz. It's about 22 miles long. And then the remaining coastal rail trail segments are uh, what we call segments 13 through 20, which are identified in the master plan that was done back in 2013 for the Monterey Bay Sanctuary Scenic Trail. And uh, the replacement of the Capitola trestle with a multimodal bridge that uh, can accommodate both rail and trail. So it's a big project, um, goes throughout all the jurisdictions with the exception of Stubbs Valley. Uh, <laughs> but we've, uh, we've been going around to all of the jurisdictions, City Watsonville, Capitola. Uh, we're going to Santa Cruz next week. Uh, obviously, we went to the commission, and then here we are today for. Uh, for Metro soliciting input on this project. Uh, here's a general schedule. Uh, project mm -hmm. concept is where we are. We're just getting uh, into the meat of it, really. Uh, we're doing alternatives analysis and engineering at this time, uh, and there will be a lot more information coming out. We're really at the beginning of the uh, engagement process for this development of the project concept. And then uh, the idea is after the project concept is complete, we'll be moving into environmental analysis and review. Um, and then completion of that will be uh, a milestone that we're calling project approval, which is essentially, um, you know, the commission approves the project to move forward uh, to subsequent uh, phases, which include right of way, final design, and finally construction. So today we're here uh, to ask for input on the purpose and need statement. Um, Basically, the purpose of this statement was developed by the project development team. The project development team includes Metro staff, so John um, very involved, and um, it includes uh, all the city staff from Santa Cruz, Watsonville, Capitola, County of Santa Cruz, 
Transportation Agency for Monterey, so TMC. Um, hopefully, I'm not missing anybody. Uh, so it's a it's a large group of people that we collaborate and we developed the purpose and need, and then recommended that purpose and need uh, go to the public and get input on it. Uh, and this uh, purpose and need statement is really going to help us guide the project development forward. Um, so the preliminary needs, um, there's some listed here. So uh, obviously uh, we have a diverse set of transportation needs in this county and um, they're not all fully met, of course. Uh, slow transit travel times, uh, insufficient travel options, uh, and there are Mandates now for vehicle mile traveled and greenhouse gas emissions to reduce those, uh, and then finally the bicycle and pedestrian linkages to create that full network. Uh, the purpose, um, just have it up on the board, uh, provide increased access to accessible and reliable public travel options, improve the transit connections, integrate with plans for future land use, reduce transit travel times, and improve system reliability. Enhance bicycle and pedestrian connectivity and safety and promote alternative transportation modes. And finally, reduce vehicle miles traveled and associated greenhouse gas emissions. So we've been doing quite a bit of outreach. We had a couple of open houses last week. We had a really good showing. Um, thank you to those who attended. Uh, and then we have a virtual open house. We're trying to get as much input as possible. So we have a virtual open house that is an online format. Uh, the website is sccrtc.org slash zeprt uh, for more information. We have a project fact sheet. We have um, the virtual open house all available there. And we'll, we'll be taking um, input for a few more weeks, I think March 4th. <laughs> for the project concept report, um, we have four milestones identified. We're in the first milestones. This is uh, to solicit, to solicit input on the purpose and need and have a project look ahead, which is what we're doing today. Uh, the next milestone will be to uh, show some conceptual alignment. So our consultants and staff are working very hard right now on developing um, alignments for the 22 mile corridor trail as well. Uh, we'll also be looking at zero emission vehicle types at that time this summer. So we'll be doing a whole nother round of outreach. In the fall of this year, we'll be doing uh, an additional round of outreach with refined alignments, station layover facilities, and maintenance locations, and then uh, we'll be concluding the uh, completion of the project concept uh, and wrapping everything up with the bow in the project concept report. Uh, at that time, we will have preliminary cost estimates, and we'll be talking about next steps for project development. That concludes my presentation. So I'm here for questions, input, and if you have any comments on the purpose and need, now some time. Thank you. Questions? It's actually a comment, not a question, but I thought it might be useful for people to understand that when Sarah talks about the alignment of this, that what we're talking about is, you know, where the actual rail or the train would go, including at this point, probably three sidings that have to happen so trains can pass each other in two directions. Um, we don't know where those exactly are going to go, where the stations are going to go, whether we have enough land. We've got a right of way, but 
how much right away do you need for these three additional sidings? And you know, you have to purchase some additional land to make that happen. We were trying to get a real the, the end result of this work is to get a realistic sense of like where this uh, what needs to be built to make this thing actually function and like ballpark. It's going to be very very you know loose estimate, but what would it cost to actually do it? So the questions we've had that people reasonably have about well, how much is this going to cost to build and to operate and so forth? We'll have a lot more information about that rather than just people who either like or don't like trains is not a useful way to make this decision. So we're going to get some really quantitative information that suggests you know what what the what the future for this plan really is, and I'm really excited about that. And there's strong support from throughout the regional transportation commission to proceed with this at this point, and then we'll see you know. Whether it whether it justifies the uh, expenses necessary to build a pretty you know it's not going to be a cheap system. What do we cost to build that and how it will function? But that that alignment question is absolutely critical. The, the, just so you know, the, the current tracks were used for a freight train that went ten miles an hour, and we had derailments on that uh, around some of these curves because they're so tight. So they need to be redesigned. Some of these curves need to be designed if you're thinking about a passenger train that's going we don't know at this point thirty to sixty miles an hour. It's going to have to we're going to have to change those the range of those curves, and that again may require additional purchase of land or something to make that happen. So it's a pretty exciting process, and we're making a really important step forward here with this part of it. Yeah, thank you. Any other comments? Yes, go ahead. Uh, just a question. So on the timeline, um, <laughs> see project approval in twenty twenty seven, but that's ultimately we also would need some kind of funding for this for this project. So would we, in theory, then ask for that in 26 or 28? 28, most likely. The way that, um, so what uh, Director Koneg is talking about is, uh, you know, this project is a large project, um, and this county does not have sufficient resources to fund it on our own. So we're going to be pursuing federal and state grants. And in order to be competitive for federal and state grants, we have to have a, a local match for the construction of the project. But we also need a secure, locally funded source that can um, fund the operation of the system, and the maintenance of the system. Uh, and so we will need another local funding source, which we suspect will be a you know sales tax measure. And typically, you don't put that out you know on the ballot until you have your project approval because you need your cost estimates in order to size that um, ballot measure so 2028 is the most likely unless we have some sort of delays and it would be later so we're shooting for 2028 <laughs> 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 um so <clears throat> What happens if the city's already maxed out on their sales tax, which we are? I mean, you know, legislation. Yeah, Scotts Valley. So legislation. But then Metro wants to go out with it. I mean, we're fully aware. Good luck. Say, I don't know if you can. Bend There's the, a lot of competing interests. Yeah, and I don't know if you can bend the voters that much to keep on. So we'll see. We will see. Yeah, it's going to be going first. Hmm? Whoever goes first, I mean, we'll see how it's going to. Well, there is a uh, there was some legislation that was passed very recently that actually allows Metro's measure 
um, whatever that looks like, I believe, to be exempt from the ceiling. Mike, he was telling me about it, and I don't know. That's correct. John Lance, right. the author of the bill. Right. So that's helpful because then, you know, it gives a little bit more flexibility to have. Is that? Well, that's for metros. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just wants a lower going, you know, for the, uh, it's 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 not to increase our sales tax, but it's still you know we're asking people to support our hospital. To, you know we're always asking, so I hear I hear it from the people already. already you know they're kind of getting tired of. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. Hey Sarah, will the this group be working with the RTC climate uh, resiliency? project that's going on you were going to talk about alignment i just didn't know what if they're in how their involvement was with this particular project yeah there will be some coordination so what um director downey is talking about is we have a climate adaptation vulnerability assessment mm -hmm. study happening that the commission is partnering with the county of santa cruz on uh, and that study is ongoing but we uh, we've been coordinating quite a bit because a, part, a big part of that study is to look at the infrastructure, a lot of the existing infrastructure. Uh, obviously, the rail project would uh, most likely upgrade a lot of that infrastructure. So uh, looking through that climate lens is really important to do that uh, to make sure we're planning for, you know, sea level rise and all those types of issues. I mean, you're asking the county that the, the county's being asked to increase their, um, so, so yeah. <laughs> last, last comment. Um, I think the one bullet point that uh, we possibly take issue with here in this room is the slow transit travel times. Like, but hey, we are increasing those rapidly. So I do think that we need like an actual benchmark as far as what current travel transit travel times are, where we are once we get you know, the bus on shoulder facility in place, the smart, you know, responsive smart lights on SoCal Drive, and then ultimately make sure that uh, if we are going to invest in a uh, system that could cost close to a billion dollars for, for rail, that we're actually significantly beating those and it's, you know, would, would be more attractive for riders. Right. Any further questions or comments from the board? All right. Thank you. And uh, we'll go to public comment on this item. Thank you. 